Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey to the Pegasus Galaxy and the City of the Ancients, Atlantis. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Gatecast and welcome back to Miles who was last with us a wee while ago. Yeah, uh, we looked at the Mobius, part one and two. Uh-huh. Yep, welcome back, Miles. This week we're going to be looking at another two-parter. I've decided, though, that this will be edited into a feature-length episode, so sit back, get comfortable, or if you're listening at work, well, maybe you do. If you've got a job where you can sit down, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> the rest of us put those headboards in and watch where you're walking. Yes. Welcome to uh, the Gatecast, everybody. This will be episode 251. As we said, Miles will be joining us from the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. No Scott this time. He's currently on vacation in Ireland. Really? Yep. Do we know where? Not sure. Okay. It's not that big a place. You try driving across it. <laughs> That's only because you like really like windy roads in Ireland. It still takes at least two bloody hours when it's motorway practically the whole way. Yeah, that's a local drive, isn't it, for someone from the States? For Shane, that's popping down to the shops. Okay then, Miles. Well, we've got you here. You want to describe your exploits on the Sci-Fi Diner for us? Oh, thank you. I co-host a podcast called Sci-Fi Diner Podcast with my friend Scott Herzog and M. Sierra Garcia. We got a female co-host uh, last year, so that's really cool. We've been doing it for about five years now and cover a lot of a genre, TV, movies, some books, some of the independent fan films that are out there. There's two local conventions not far from us that Scott and I go to, and we've developed a pretty good relationship with them. And guests are amenable. We've, we've been very fortunate to meet some of these nice people and, and get interviews with them. And last time around, we got to meet the man himself, Jack O'Neill, Richard Dean Anderson. He was very kind. He gave us a 15-minute interview. We had a chance to talk to him. Robert Picardo came back to shore leave, so we had a nice conversation with him and uh, met Terrell Rothery also, lovely lady. See her pictures, you know she's a pretty lady, but when you see her up in person, you definitely realize she's a very attractive lady. She's one of those actors, a bit like Eva Miles, full of life. Oh, very bubbly woman. <laughs> and of course, as you were saying, Amanda Tapping's interview has finally been knocked off the top spot by <laughs> Richard Dean Anderson. Yeah, right now that's her most downloaded episode right now. Can't be bad at all. Let's knock it into numbers. <laughs> right then, we are going to record The Return 1 2 as two separate episodes. It will be released as a single long feature, so ultimately it's pointless me telling you this because you're not going to hear any of it. <laughs> As per usual, though, we are going to be watching the Region 2 PAL version. Runtime, shade under 42 minutes. 41.47 is what I've got. Which is a shade under 42 minutes, yes. Well, I'm just double-checking that DVD agrees with what you've got. Probably the same DVD. Yes. I know you tend to buy Blu-rays at about 0.2 shades. I've got Blu-ray box set. I bet it looks really good on Blu-ray. Oh, yes, it does. Pin sharp. None of the, the grain or the... Or the noise for added effect and like Battlestar. It's a damn shame that we haven't seen SG-1 on Blu-ray. It's possible. It may take a little bit of work, but it's only doable for the early seasons. Oh, sure. I presume the later seasons will be dark. Yeah, they were filmed in HD. They switched to 35mm from season 3. So, zoom in, they took care of the production side of it, and I see no reason why they didn't clean up and transfer. The HD seasons are ready to go. It's only the early seasons that were done on 16mm, which could require extensive restoration. Yeah, well, unlike B5, they wouldn't have to re-render all the CG. 
because they assume it was rendered in anamorphic widescreen. But this show isn't about Bifi. This is the Emperor. You're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. Come grab a table, pull up a chair at the Sci-Fi Diner, where the food is always hot and your hosts are, well, out of this world. Sample some geeky trivia. You, our listeners, need to tell us what uh, Star Trek series did Tony Amadola guest star in. Dine with celebrity guests. Hi, this is LeVar Burton from Roots, Star Trek The Next Generation. This is Lori Holden from The Walking Dead. And rub shoulders with the locals. This is Floyd of Aurora, Colorado. Hi, this is Rick from Montana. And get it to go with the Sci-Fi 5 and 5. Top 5 movies, one scene, cannot be unseen. All served up at SciFiDinerPodcast.com. Serving up science fiction from here to the end of the universe. Miles has requested Posvenska, a Swedish countdown. Okay. Everybody is ready, and my, as I'm watching this on a games console, my finger is poised over the X. Okay. Keeping me on topic can be a problem. <laughs> okay. Three, two, et, clicky. Previously on Stargate Atlantis. Okay, then. We get a uh, previously from the progeny. Sure, use your help fighting. We will eliminate the wraith at a time of our choosing. Dave Ogden's days as uh, a baddie. Hopefully, this is just a stumbled beginning. Oh, the upscaling is nice. Oh! As we're seeing, they, uh, <laughs> they had a bit of a surprise in Progeny. The return of the replicators to Stargate, this time in Atlantis. So, I'm in Atlantis and I need to get to Earth. What do I do? They're quite advanced in Atlantis. Yes. They've had time. It was perhaps a mistake to call them replicators. That kind of linked them to the SG-1 versions. Mm-hmm. Until now. I give you the McKay-Carter Intergalactic Gate Bridge. <laughs> McKay-Carter. Of course his name will be first. Yeah, why isn't it the character McKay? <laughs> he can't help but grandstand. Simply enter on either side, for example, Atlantis, and boom! A macro that uh, I have written specially for the occasion will command each gate in the chain to store you with its buffer and forward you along to the next, and the next, and the next, and the next, and the next, until you arrive here. He's impressed with his own cleverness. A simple macro, you know, dare say, Alan, you could be able to write this. <laughs> yeah, well, given the mistake I made on Sunday, I'm not sure I'd trust myself with a macro which stored actual people. <laughs> what happens if you get buffer overflow? Cue applause. Thank you. Enough. Now it makes you wonder why the ancients didn't actually think about this. <laughs> Very advanced piece of construction here. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, the astrophysics involved is mind-boggling. Because these gates have to be aligned. Well, they're allowed a huge area of space where the gate can occupy and still be considered at the same place. Isn't that a pretty, pretty shot? <laughs> not bad, not bad at all. Yeah, I kind of wonder, did they consume the budget for half an episode for that shot? <laughs> that was, at this point, the longest visual effect shot that had been done in the series. That was done by Atmosphere Graphics Arts. I uh, listened to the commentary on this. Feel free to jump in then. Yeah, but I've forgotten I listened to the commentary. I was actually thinking, hang on, I watched this. <laughs> at least I listened to some of it until I realised it wasn't the episode I was supposed to be watching. Oh, right. <laughs> Yeah, this gate bridge was the idea of Joseph Malozzi. You could do a lot with the gate bridge. It's a damn shame it didn't last very long. But then things seldom do in the show. There's still a good joke in the episode where they uh, do that thing to it. We'll get there. Mm -hmm. 
Why does he have to upload the macro? <laughs> There's nothing there, is there? There's no control systems at Midway at the moment. It's just a steel structure. Uh-uh. We have a contact. Colonel Shepard, right on time. What's your status? Yeah, we've got Kirby Morrow, once again, as Captain Dave Kleiman on helm. Ready to proceed to next phase. Uploading macro and initiating dialing sequence. Oh, no, 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 this is weird. Shall I tell him to stand down? No, 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 it's uh, nothing to do with the uh, the test. It's just our uh, sensors aren't working properly. Daedalus, ready to proceed. Do I clear him? Mm, mm, yeah, yeah, I'm sure he's fine. Ah, uh, he's good to go, good to go, yes. Go ahead. Colonel Shepard, you have a go? I'm sure he's fine, yeah, Rodney. You've never made a mistake, have you? <laughs> never pulled up anything. Technically, it was only two-thirds of a solar system. Just me, or does that control panel beside Kirby look like it's made of Lego? <laughs> Could be. Hello. He's late. Hello. When traveling almost three million light years, I'm not so sure there's such a thing as late. And he's looking thin. Right. Yes. He's looking slightly Botoxed, actually. There was probably the idea why he wanted to return, feeling physically up to the job. So that way they called it the return. I have no doubt it was part of the equation. That's what the president said. Incoming wormhole. Wee, good breaks. Yeah. Can't help but feel they should enlarge that silo a bit. Sorry, sir. Colonel Shepard, welcome to Earth. Thank you, sir. Good to be back. You know where to park. We'll debrief and go over the flight data as soon as you're ready. Yes, sir. Gotta wonder what he's all about being on screen with these two. <laughs> I assume they're just staring at a piece of green cloth there. I'd imagine so. They didn't bother actually showing him where he was parking, because obviously he's rising up the missile silo. Mm -hmm. But are there the entrance and exit ports further up? Probably due to the Doppler effect. What? What is? I'm detecting a foreign object traveling at point nine 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 speed of light, and it's coming this way. Oh dear. That's fast. It sounds much faster than the FTL drive, really, when you think about it. Oh yeah. Right. Okay then, The Return, Season 3, Episode 10 of Stargate Atlantis, Gatecast Episode 251. This episode was written by Martin Garrow and directed by Brad Turner. The pair of them also colluded to do uh, Part 2. Mm. Had its US premiere September the 22nd, 2006, Canada November the 13th, the UK December the 20th, our friends in Sweden got it October the 12th, 2007, Germans got it December the 19th, and Japan got it December the 17th, 2008. There was also many a series with episodes of the same name, Once Upon a Time, T.J. Hooker, Criminal Minds, The Secrets, V, X-Men, Falcon Crest, The Office and Dilbert. And we're back. Where's the Deadless? It wasn't in shot. Well, it's the other side. The camera's on the other side of the gate, isn't it? We have a contact, sir. It's Colonel Shepard back from Earth. Colonel Shepard, welcome back to the middle of nowhere. Thank you, Colonel. <laughs> I've got a uh, takeout pizza for everyone back in Atlantis. Yeah, you did. There was a large stack of pizza there, wasn't there, behind him? <laughs> well, 30 minutes or less. That's pretty reasonable for delivery, isn't it? <laughs> or it's free. What's your address? I'd rather not say. <laughs> yes, I just spell that. We don't. Can we order to collect? 
Now, moving as fast as it is, this ship, assuming it is a ship, would still take at least a million years just to reach the Milky Way. Well, that close to the speed of light, don't you have to take relativity into account? Exactly. The people on board, assuming that they are people, would only experience maybe 12 years. So a few stasis chambers, they're laughing. I mean, they're not laughing, they're unconscious, but uh, you know, metaphorically. The idea of an FDL ship, well, not actually not an FDL ship, a ship that was traveling close to the speed of light was uh, Brad Wright's idea. Concept. I mean, you don't see as much in sci-fi because of limitations of, I guess, can't get from one place to another fast enough. But at the same time, you know, you have people that have to deal with the whole time dilation thing and everything they know and, and knew are either old or long since dead, I guess. Yeah, the only way you could do it really would be to have a story dealing with the arrival of a generation ship or something similar. Or maybe actually have a series set on that ship. Otherwise, as you say, the relativistic effects just make telling two stories outside and, you know, inside virtually impossible. Well, yeah, you could tell the outside stories, generations, the families of those that were on the ship. Because invariably, when sci-fi does this, well before the relativistic ship reaches the destination, they've invented FTL. Just about everything we're going to get out of the sublight engines. They're going to fly by us in three, two, one. Right. Is this a bit close or what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a bit. Took the wing mirror off. What? If these readings are correct, and to be perfectly fair, they may not be. <laughs> well, they're not my readings, he's thinking. <laughs> it's possibly Aurora class. There's somebody outside just taking a picture as it went by. I would imagine ancients. But there hasn't been any of them around for over 10,000 years. Uh, relativity. Look, remember, for them, only a handful of years have passed. Oh, dear. Come on, Colonel. I know you're actually saying this to keep the viewers engaged. <laughs> I dare say most of the viewers are ahead of you on this. I guess they just feel they need to do some exposition on what's going on. Mm. Yeah. You know the subspace drive specs better than I do, Doctor, but I'm not sure an Aurora-class ship has the power to do what you're suggesting. Well, maybe they have a ZPM. That would be worth finding out. Possibly. Yeah, but they've drained it, of course. We don't face it, Rodding, you're not going to get a fully powered ZBM. You know, plot demands that that never happens. And if you do, you lose it fairly quickly. Maybe they heard me. Well, they saw us. And they're not just slowing down. I mean, they're slamming on the brakes. <laughs> they saw us. Hey, Skipper, I'm sure I just saw something out the port window. <laughs> oh, dear. How point. I'm Captain Healy of the Lantean warship Tria. Our ship has suffered damage. We've scanned your vessel and determined that it is capable of hyperspace travel. We've begun deceleration maneuvers. That was quick. Will you render assistance in the form of hyperspace transport? Well, yes. Yeah, yes, of course we will. She's not going to hear your reply. It could be a very, very advanced communication system. It would have to be. But of course, once they've flown down, unlikely they're going to speed up again. So whether you say yes or no, they're coming to visit in. Okay, I'm not even going to go into how many ways that couldn't possibly work. Sorry, I shouldn't be poking holes. If holes are there, poke them. There isn't a show on television where <laughs> if once you start looking closely, you get you start going, hey, oh, that's wrong. And already well on their way to Earth when their hyperdrive finally gave out on them. Did Rodney have difficulty fitting through that doorway? <laughs> Rodney? Uh, Ronan. I'm Robert. not good with names. They believe this return was foretold, that it marks a turning in the tide in the war against the Wraith. I don't know about that. Dr. Weir? 
The Daedalus is ready to beam down our people in the ancient delegation. Thank you. That's Chuck's role for the episode, done. <laughs> What's up, Dory? You can keep your jacket undone. I know you've been wearing that red t-shirt for a week. Yes. Is she actually human? Captain Helia is played by Megan Light, Canadian actress, born in 1965. Single appearance in Atlantis. She's also been in an episode of SG-1. She's been in Fringe, Supernatural, Collector and The Commission. I need to speak to the leader of your people. I'm in charge of the Atlantis expedition. You misunderstand me, Dr. Weir. I need to talk to the one who can speak for all the people of Earth. That can certainly be arranged. No, it can't. I have transporters. They use the Asgard transporter to get inside. Well, I imagine their ship is still traveling under its own power. It's going to take a while to get to the city. That's true. Excuse me, what's going on? Thank you for all that you've done, Dr. Weir. But your guardianship of this city is no longer necessary. The city is now under my control. That's a bit of a bombshell, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> get out. That's a little unnerving. We were in a battle with Wraith cruisers. Can you tell us where the table comes about? <laughs> yeah. Whose idea was those spikes? Those are tubes. Who's responsible for health and safety? <laughs> the final evacuation was already in progress. I decided to push onto Earth and join the evacuees. Woozy. Huh. Is that not a dream team? <laughs> then bear on screen. They seem sufficiently separated that you might think they were being shot in separate studios and then matted together. We owe you and your people a debt of gratitude. This is we. There only seems to be you. If we shoot you, go to set you back. Those are the whole crew. You know, they're just not in the briefing room at the moment. <laughs> Alone. You do know that we've shed our own fair share of blood defending the city from the Wraith. But by your own admission, you are responsible for waking the Wraith. Oh! <laughs> We're going to play the blame game, are we? <laughs> oh yeah, we are. You are responsible for the emergence of the Wraith as a species... The fact is, if it weren't for our expedition, there would be no Atlantis. No one's saying the city doesn't belong to you, or that you don't belong here. What we're saying is that what we're asking... You don't need the whole thing. Watch it, mate. <laughs> Did you just interrupt Jack? <laughs> he touched me. Yeah, that was funny. See, this is what happens when you do a nice thing. You do a favour for somebody. You lose your home. No good deed and all that. <laughs> kind of support you'll need to restore Atlantis to its former glory. The day will come when your people will once again have a place here. Yes, after you've ascended. But that is not this day. The only problem with this, of course, hands up who actually thought this was the end of the story. Oh yeah, they'd have to come back somehow, you'd think. Yeah. I mean, it's going to take we a month just to pack her office up. <laughs> she is a bit of a, a collector. But they could use us, they might even need us. What if you were forced from your home by war only to return to find someone on your couch eating your Cheetos, watching your TV? Didn't he have a cat? Who? Rodney. Mm. He had a cat two years ago. Not quite sure what happened to it. His neighbour may still have it. I'd rather talk, sir. No talks. Listening is what we did. It was essentially a transitional meeting. They needed to know how much time we needed to vacate the city. I said 48 hours, unless you need more. That actually isn't a long time when you think about it. That's it? We're just going to take this line down? We rescued them. And they're immensely grateful. Oh, well, they're not showing it. From their point of view, Dr. McKay, they're being extremely generous. Keep in mind that when they left Atlantis, we were basically a hunter-gatherer species. Well, did you remind them if we hadn't hunted and gathered them out of the void between galaxies, they would still be stuck there? We should have left them out there. I know you mm -hmm. feel as though you lose it. <laughs> yes, John. Absolutely correct. City, Richard. 
They had a lot of problems with this episode coming in under time. They had to add a number of scenes to it. Yeah. Martin Garrow, the writer, he actually gave a bit of praise to Brad Wright. He helped writing a lot of Jack's lines. He was more familiar with the character than Martin, who hadn't worked on SG-1 to any great extent. Yeah, we know Tulsa. Colonel, I'd like you to supervise the withdrawal. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Mm. Yes. Oh, she's happy. Can I talk to you for a moment? I didn't want to say this in front of McKay because I know he'd want the job. What job? The ancients are willing to leave someone behind as a liaison, kind of a ambassador, if you will. You know I would be more than happy to... It's not going to be you. Tell me someone who's more qualified for that job. I can't. But the IOA wants Woolsey. Woolsey? Oh, dear. Well, one of their own, isn't he? Not a great surprise. They think you won't be able to... let go. So they're going to just shut us out after everything we've done here? I like the expedition symbol on the wall. You're redecorated. Why is half the chamber's flooded? What did you do to our city? You broke it. I am sorry it's ending this way. I suppose I can take comfort in the fact that out of all the ways this expedition could have ended, this is definitely not the worst. Death, 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 or death. Does this count as a fate worse than death, Elizabeth? Yeah, what'd you put on your resume, though, for the last couple of years? Yeah, what job is going to live up to a Chad? Ah, the very prominent Johnny Cash poster. He's got everything. He's got his skateboard still there. His golf clubs. I think he's already packed his Evil Knievel photograph. Autographed, evil can even They weren't too happy with these scenes. Basically, they said they were all false goodbyes. No viewer actually expected that this was the end of it. They have found a suitable planet for us to relocate to. One with our own Stargate. And that go down? It was not the homecoming of the ancestors my people envisioned. You guys want any of this stuff? Uh... Johnny Cash poster, skateboard, Sudoku books. Sudoku? Pardon? He said Sudoku. Oh. Ron was looking at us, sort of going, how do I fight this? Kindling. <laughs> I understand the ancients wanting their home back, but, you know, is kicking the humans out necessarily the best thing? I can't leave this galaxy until every last wraith is dead. Huh? Well, I just had to say it out loud. Sorry, just Ronan's comments. Considered thoughtful, typical Ronan. Yeah, well, I think the Air Force has got other plans for me. We also just had to say it out loud. Right. They must all die. It's surprising. You'd think that maybe some of the crew were housed on other planets, because we know the ancients had outposts throughout Pegasus. You know, perhaps only a few of them would call Atlantis home. But I imagine when you decide to make God knows how long it would take him to get to uh, the Milky Way. You're going to hang on to anything of home. Oh, sure. You don't want to share it. I'll, I'll throw in pizza and some beer. And... Popcorn? And popcorn for the... Oh, oh. my God. <laughs> Probably they've been straining himself doing that. Well, I was offered a position at Masaryk University right before I came here. Ah, Zelenka. The Walter of Atlantis. 
What about you, Carson? Well, they offered me a surgery position at Stargate Command. You? I don't know. Area 51, I guess. Cool around as much of the database we're able to bring back with us. I've been liking his character on uh, Arrow, the Russian mobster with a heart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very down-to-earth character, considering he's a mob boss. Yeah. <laughs> I liked his little guest spot on Supernatural as well. I assume season's ahead of where I am? Yeah, episodes three and four, I think, of season ten. Oh, God. More than twice where I'm at then. <laughs> it's been a pleasure working with you both. Oh, no, Carson's going to cry. In fact, uh, of all the people... He's going to cry again. You are not tearing up on me, are you? He's <laughs> okay, tearing up. No, no. Now you've ruined it. Well, I'm sorry. Just about to say something. First Lucius and now this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> of course not. I don't know what I was thinking. What was it? What? What you were going to say. Just say it. Now I'm curious. I know, Carson. Men. <laughs> <laughs> Just me or did he put a couple of subways in there? <laughs> Aww. Martin the commentary, he was not happy with these lines. He wasn't happy at all. Cute blonde in the background got a credit? No. Doorbell? Well enough, this is probably the first time we've had a really good look at Weir's quarters. The quarters are pretty big compared to everybody else's. Oh, yeah. But then she had probably had first choice. Yeah, it is very roomy compared to Shepherd. Yes. Certainly better than mine. <laughs> yeah. Your apartment fits in a closet. <laughs> Not unless it's a walk-in. You're taking this rather well. Actually, I'm pissed. For one thing, I'm only a quarter of the way through War and Peace. I can't imagine what I can possibly do for a living now. The government in the world's going to offer you a job. Yeah, but not like this. Yeah, yeah you're right. You know, we're in the death from an entirely different group. <laughs> Life isn't fair. It's just fairer than death. See? He heard me. Oscar Wilde? Princess Bride. Princess Bride. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> my name is John Shepard. You killed my commander. Prefer yeah, to die. Really, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I should be. You? Yeah. Just one or two hundred things to do. I'll see you at the gate. You figure the transition for him is going to be a little easier. I mean, he'll probably get the first crack at whatever, it, you know, the SG team. and Yeah. It's a nice matte painting. That's not a matte painting. That's a CGI visual effect. Mm, expensive. Uh, yeah, five thousand dollars to do that effect. <laughs> <laughs> As we saw in Shepard's room, that was basically a matte painting with a bit of uh, CGI water to give it some life. A lot cheaper to do. <laughs> Where gets a decent window then? I think because it was a bit more of a close-up, they went that extra mile. Ronald's looking chatty. <laughs> Evil laugh in the background. Mm -hmm. <laughs> charged them rent. Farewell. Very casual with the gun just hanging off the clip there. Oh, did we forget to mention we woke up the replicators? Oops. <laughs> Sorry about that. Well, to be honest, Elizabeth, it's a little late to be sightseeing and taking those last minute photos. Funny when you think about it, this is not the first time Elizabeth has been the only human aboard Atlantis, surrounded by ancients. What goes around comes around. So, some time have passed, has passed. Ow. Damn wait off your foot, you'll be fine. 
<laughs> Tell me you didn't engage the Ori, Colonel. We didn't engage the Ori, sir. Originally, they were going to start this part of the episode with a focus on Weir. They decided to twist the story around a bit so they could do that transition with John. Yeah. And now a leader of an SG team. His footing and broke his ankle. I see. <laughs> Never thought I'd miss Rodney McKay being a member of my team. Well, chemistry doesn't happen overnight. So, what SG team is he at? Is he still in single digits? Offer an activation. Walter! Hold on, Colonel. You may get a kick out of this. This should be General O'Neill and his scheduled check-in from Atlantis. He went back, sir? Uh, Woolsey needed a little backup. Apparently the ancients find him a bit trying. <laughs> Imagine that. Mm. Wait, General, I thought they were leaving Woolsey. General! Ah. Is that Shepard there with you? Yes, sir. Talks are proceeding at an acceptable pace, but the real news is that the Pegasus replicators are heading back to Atlantis to make another run at the city. Would they prefer Rodney? <laughs> General. Why not? They're ancients. Apparently these replicators have a law in their base code that makes it impossible for them to harm their creators. And they're expecting to find us. According to Helia, they're going to run into some kind of nasty surprise. Ooh, dear. Really? Arrogance is... Uh... Part of the basic structure of ancient world, pretty much every alien species that are highly advanced, even the Asgard to a certain degree. Martin said he loved writing for Bow Bridges, felt that was a real treat. Sir, I'd be happy to talk to you more about these replicator guys. Nah, it sounds like they've got everything under control. Yes, sir. Described Gary Jones as a necessary evil. Didn't Rodney remove that aspect of the base code? Perhaps he tweaked it a bit, yes. Oh dear. Again, one of the benefits of having Atlantis and SG-1 running side by side. Very easy to bring in the guest stars and the sets. <laughs> it would have been financially impossible to do some of the scenes in this episode without the two shows running at the same time. Yeah, it kind of made for a nice crossover. Mm. Yeah. What? Okay, I don't, I don't want to use the term lonely, but uh, there are certain people who I miss. Nobody really knows what the hell Rodney is working on. <laughs> I'm not sure Rodney knows what the hell Rodney's working on. <laughs> Other people, people who I may never see again. Like even Elizabeth. She doesn't return any of my calls. I know what you mean. Is McKay feeling lonely? Well, he's got a big shiny toilet thing. Yes, and <laughs> Shepard's got his toys. Yes. He's happy. All right. See you tomorrow night. Yeah, I wouldn't miss it. Hey, you know I... Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not the first time that apartment building has been used in the show. Tilk rented an apartment there in the episode Affinity. She's really quite short, isn't she? Or perhaps the, the little hole is high. Carson. Hello, Elizabeth. This is a surprise? Well, you didn't return my messages, so I thought I'd just stop by. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, come in. Thank you. Oh, excuse the mess. I wasn't really expecting company. They made a joke that Carson is wearing his civilian white coat as opposed to his doctor white coat. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for lying. How is the SGC treating you? It's only been six weeks, so I'm still settling in. But it's good. Interesting work. Kind people. Good. That's good. Fortunately, he doesn't come <laughs> equipped with a name tag. He'd feel right at home. Why is she wearing basically sweat? Because she's lounging around her home for the past few weeks. She's not going anywhere, doing anything. You know, food and wrappers. Looks like my apartment. She's the kind of person that needs a crisis day, I guess, to give her... Yeah, she needs purpose. Mm -hmm. And for me, 
Just trying to get it straight in my own head. <laughs> it all went by so fast, you know? Aye, that it did. Well, they say you've got to enjoy it while it lasts. It passes by in a blink of an eye. Hmm, good name for an episode, that. <laughs> You're worried about me, why? Well, you don't return phone calls, and the few times that you've run into people, they say you seem distant. I'm just... I'm just trying to move on. By writing your memoirs. And that's what the internet is for. Write it, press publish, and <laughs> it's on you lot. <laughs> yeah, classified, locked up in the black site. Why haven't you taken another position? The SGC has asked me to consult with the IOA and Homeworld Securities with the ongoing conversations with the ancients. Good hours. I had her own ticket, but obviously she's happiest in Atlantis. Having a look at all the uh, all the decorations and ornaments and whatnot, see if we can recognise a few from a desk and office in Atlantis. Because some of these artefacts, I'm pretty sure, should not be in private ownership. <laughs> tomorrow. Oh, gosh, tomorrow I... I'll pick you up at seven. She's all kin, basically, isn't she? Yeah, basically, yeah. Self-pity. It's a bit familiar, partner on the knee. He's a doctor. <laughs> yeah, he's probably seen a lot more of her than any. Right. Now, they had planned to do a whole CGI jumper hive interaction. But unfortunately, a little too expensive. It is impossible for them to harm us. I could use some enemies like that. So they went for the old Andromeda, let's do everything on the computer screen effect. Beep. The city you're approaching is once again under Lantian control. Stand down and return to your planet immediately, or you will be... Uh-oh. I thought you said they couldn't harm you. Raise the shield! <laughs> One less ancient in the galaxy. You should call her. Who? Who, Cadman? You guys did make a cute couple. <laughs> it didn't work out. We have something to do with our first kiss being through Rodney. Oh, we made a solemn vow never to speak of that again. I remember no such thing. She's barely necking the wine. She's not paying. <laughs> That's the best sort of wine when somebody else is paying. I've had a lot of catching up to do. Why is she wearing red? She got so used to only having one red t-shirt that fit. Thank you for getting me out. No, we should thank you. You're taking us to dinner, right? Cheeky. <laughs> She's comfortable in the colour. Yeah, dear. That is funny. Yeah, of course. And hang on a minute. <laughs> okay. Norad. Norad's calling. <laughs> Hello? I didn't bring my bloody cell phone with me. What's happening? I remember this. Yeah, they had to find a way to get Carson there. Obviously, as we learn, he wouldn't have been called. Atlantis is under attack from replicators. Somehow they figured out how to overwrite their programming. McKay's not looking guilty at all, is he? <laughs> That's it, we'll see. <laughs> Keep firing. Not duck, no, don't duck, fire. <laughs> oh, Neil dead? They never made it to the gate. That's what happens when you, you go to another show. They just don't care. They'll kill you off. I was informed they had a law written into their base code that made it impossible for them to harm the ancients. How the hell did this happen? Everybody looks at Rodney. <laughs> it is remotely possible that in trying to rewrite Neam's base code, I uh, we may have opened the door for them to make other changes. You did this? Aye, <laughs> <laughs> we. Yeah, thanks. May have happened. Oh dear. He needs a plan. And we fix it. That's why I called you in. I have my orders. The Daedalus is already on the way. Now what I need from you is... What's the best way to get a nuke past the shield? Well, if you blow it up, we won't get any more seasons. Well, I have no idea. I didn't call you in, Doctor. <laughs> You're going to use nuclear weapons on Atlantis? It's the gateway to Earth. 
And we have an iris. Yes, we do. But thanks to your intergalactic gate bridge, all they have to do is rewrite your macro, and they can come out anywhere in the Milky Way. <laughs> you take a lot of nukes to take out city. I mean, even explored self-destructing it. A nuke six feet away from the gate. That's basically all you really need to do. It. I just remember with um, in a season one, when they're trying to figure out what, you know when the raids were going to invade and they're going to try to blow up the city. That even the self-destruct mechanism would blow the city up enough so the raids couldn't get to it. Yeah. But I guess if they nuke the gate, that would do it all. Possibly. Possibly not. Now, how do I get a nuke past their shield? Come on, General. If it was that easy, everybody would have done it. Now, those replicator thingy-majiggies you're talking about. Let's just call them ARGs. They're energy weapons. They disrupt the link between the nanite cells. The replicators literally fall apart when you fire on them. That's a big red button. Someone press it quick. <laughs> it's just begging to be pressed. Hmm. If we asked. <laughs> we would need to get into Atlantis. Oh yeah, we're back to the shield again. And look, Rodney's written the back door. Now why would he do that? Tell you what, you can't really trust him. I mean, it could hypothetically let us get into the gate room. General Landry was worried about the replicators rewriting the bridge macro to gate them somewhere else in the Milky Way. Does that mean you could change the macro? Of course he can. He's Rodney McKay. Somewhere like, uh, just talking here, uh... The Athosian settlement where Tail and Ronan are? We'd need a jumper. And, uh, some of those ARGs? ARG. Did anyone else notice the anti-replicator gun the acronym is ARG? Probably not. Big, back in these days. The jumper is in its storage area under guard. We need for one of us to be added to the authorized personnel list, and there's only one guy who can do that. Oh, that must go, Rodney. Why do you think I was going to say me? I don't know. It seemed like you were leading up to it. Oh, sadly... Dr. Lee's been the one heading up the jumper research project uh, because they refused to send it to Area 51 for me. But um, I think I should be able to add one of our key cards to the authorized personnel list. But... Almost feel sorry for Dr. Lee. So? Well, he's in his office, so you need to distract him. When we've got to distract somebody, a low-court red outfit works every time. I have never met a woman this into World of Warcraft. I... It's a silent passion of mine. Oh, as it is with all of us. I'm... Uh... Level 75. Maybe. Oh, God. World of Warcraft, really? Now, they wanted to bring Bill Dow into this episode, Dr. Lee. They're trying to figure out a way to do it, and they came up with this key card solution. <laughs> At the time the episode was written, the maximum level in uh, World of Warcraft was level 50. <laughs> but James Titchener told Martin, the writer, that an expansion pack was coming out. So by the time it was aired, level 75 would work. <laughs> Fortunately for them, it only went up to level 70. <laughs> and, of course, people complained. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not going very well. Oh, I disagree, Bill. You're allowed to stare at her. You're not at her shoes. <laughs> Unless that's your thing, of course. Uh, Rodney, I, I don't mean... I'm sorry, I don't mean to be so forward. No, 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 go be forward. I'm... <laughs> well... Now they've got some of those barrels with those bright yellow and red tubes as well. <laughs> not quite sure what they're for. A true mage speaks his mind, or her mind, in your case. Wow! Will you look at the time? Where does it go, huh? What? Uh, we're late. We should, um... We'll see you, Bill. <laughs> Bye, Bill. Did he just take Martin Wallace off the keycast list? <laughs> he did, didn't he? See, Bill will be talking about this encounter for years to come. It's big moment. <laughs> didn't he have moments with Amanda? Wallace. What are you doing here? General Landry wanted to talk to me about reassignment. Oh, right. Yes, this is uh, Wallace is played by Andrew Moxham, Canadian actor. Just the one time on Atlantis. He also was on SG-1 for an episode. He says now, 
Sorry about this. Oh. Right in the head. That's gonna give you a nasty headache. I wonder if it hurts. The after effects are more pronounced if you're shot in the head as opposed to being in the back. That's never an angle we've seen things from, is it? You just don't see the side of the jumper, though. Not from this close. Good shot of it. Oh! There's Dan Shea, he's Dan. <laughs> Sergeant Starlord, fend off his time on the floor, it has to be said. <laughs> well, hey. You set? Go for it! You know, guys, you're going to get in so much trouble for this. If you survive. What the hell? What you doing, Walter? General Landry to the control room immediately. Okay, they're going to be able to get through my hack pretty quickly. It's all right. I don't need much time. What's going on? I don't know, sir. The gate just started dialing on its own. It doesn't do that. I know that, sir. Fortunate they had a jumper. <laughs> so, doesn't that count as an unscheduled on-world activation? <laughs> Stand down. That is a direct... Oh, there we go. There you. <laughs> do you want me to try and find out where they were going, sir? Don't bother. I already know. <laughs> yeah. And the reason that line is red is that represents Landry's blood pressure. <laughs> My turtles! Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> turtles. Me turtles. Three baby turtles. <laughs> oh, turtles are pretty hardy. I'm sure they'll be fine. And they make good soup. Really, John? Soup? Well, I figured I'm back with good, so I might as well get a pet. And I'm allergic to cats and, uh, well, I'm at work too long to be fair to a dog, so I went with turtles. Probably killed them. Any time now, McKay. Oh, trust me, I am going as fast as I can. Poor little buggers. That's one of the reasons the Galapagos turtle was extinct. They planned to bring some back, but they were so delicious they ate them all before the ship got back to the UK. <laughs> this heads-up display wasn't meant to be, it wasn't budgeted as such. Unfortunately, another one of those little hiccups in production, when they came to shoot it, they realised that's what it required. But if you don't turn that ship around immediately and come back to the SGC, I'll see to it personally that your career in the military is... That scene reminds me of Star Trek III, Search for Spock, when Captain tells Kirk, if you do this, you'll... Yeah, I mean, the threat, you know, the consequences kind of pale, don't they? Right. Compared to the danger they're going in. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, Cormarsh, you could technically be executed. Let's do it. Ah, oh, let's just run the sequence backwards. Oh, look who it is. Ryan Robbins. I knew you would never come to me, so I thought I would come to you. Our relationship has been... strained. I wonder why. Very useful to have the actor on hand, as you'd expect. This scene doesn't quite fit in with the rest of the episode, so... Added, after the fact, pad it out a bit. They didn't mention that if they filmed this while he was doing another episode, but since we know how... The two shows are produced with multiple episodes being filmed at the same time. It makes sense. Besides, is carpentry and clearing brush really the best use of your skills? Get to the point. Come work with me. I understand your reluctance. In the past, the Janai have hardly been the shining beacon of hope in the galaxy. In the past. We are growing stronger every day. Growing stronger? Nuking your own leader? I don't know if that counts as growing stronger. What the Jedi need are spaceships. They've got pretty much everything else covered. What the Jedi need is radiation shielding. <laughs> well, after the Wraith called their planet, there aren't that many more left, are they? The Jedi do a lot with what they have, though. Yes, they do. Yes. You're the Jedi. We'd like to introduce you 
to a concept of health and safety. Yeah, safety glasses aren't required for handling of nuclear materials. I wonder how much joy you'll find as a Tava bean farmer. No chance of that. Ronan has got his hands on some cata. I'm not going to start working for the Janai. We would not be working for them. Merely with them. Forget it. That's fairly bubbling away. <sighs> Please tell me that somebody's watching and not soup. Yeah, it just don't look right. <laughs> Always need salt. The ancestors will do something. Yeah, thank. True. But they neither need nor have they requested our help. The Janai have. Apparently it is soup. <laughs> I know that you are anxious to return to the fight, but my people are farmers. Maybe this isn't the place for me then. That smells great. <laughs> Hope you save some for us. John, it's wonderful to see you, all of you. And you. We miss that. Whatever that is. Something's wrong. They could come just for a visit. Look, new toys. They emit a directional energy beam that disrupts the connection between nanites. Not what I asked. Uh, yes, they work good. Ronan. Good. <laughs> the little small thinks Ronan. Where's Ronan's actual weapon? Wouldn't speculate. There may be hundreds of replicators on Atlantis by now. We got a plan, a good one. Right. I'd ask you to come with us if I didn't think we could do it. Also, General O'Neill and Richard Woolsey were both on Atlantis when the replicators attacked. There's a chance they're still alive. I'll be damned if I'm going to let a bunch of replicators take our home away from us. You let a bunch of ancients take your home away from you? Yeah, well, it were theirs. Well, while you were beaming them down, just beam them out into the middle of the ocean, Sodom. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a nice night shot. Gorgeous. And there's a terrified-looking Wolsey with what looks like a Luger. No, it's a... What is that? It's a revolver or some description. Probably a Beretta or some sort, I imagine. You never really tend to imagine Picardo with a gun, do you? Well, I'm a doctor, not a gunslinger. Again, I'm sorry I'm not very good at this. Unusual choice to come back not following on directly from where it left off. Hmm. Picky, Woolsey, picky. Was this all you could find? No, actually, there was a lovely buffet. <laughs> How did the recon go? Well, the Stargate Ops is crawling with them. There's no way we're going to get across to the Jumper Bay. Where'd all the uh, greenery come from? Maybe this Elizabeth's office. Well, the trees. That's a tree in the background. As long as the life science detectors aren't working in these damaged areas, we should be able to hold out until they rescue us. Uh, Richard. Richard. There's not going to be a rescue. This is it. What? Landry has standing orders to nuke the city. We're doomed. Doomed. What kind of a standing order is that? Mine. <laughs> he seems remarkably sanguine about this. Okay, I think I've loaded up the GDO. It'll lower the shield when we dial. Go for it. Alright. Dialing Atlantis. <laughs> Useful. This episode would really be over if the shield didn't go down. <laughs> the shield. Now that's a dancer's Walter. I can't. Yep. That's confirmation. Gate shield has been lowered. This little plan of ours works. Yeah, you and me both. It seemed to pause. It seemed to go back to it and gather itself and then go zip, didn't it? <laughs> there we go then. I'm sure when it was broadcast, it seemed to recall something like, yeah, what? Wait, what? 
especially when it was about a three month break for the American audience. Here comes the jumper. Ow! <laughs> now I feel sorry for this replicator who's standing in front of the gate. I think he's dead. <laughs> General Neil Wolsey, do you copy? Shepard, is that you? Yes, sir. They did want a whole room full of replicators. When they uh, planned it out, they realized it would cost an awful lot of money. Still a good shot, though. Yeah. Try the package. Package is away. Hold on. Package is away. Oh, dear. Well, he did say to hold on. And that's actually a model shot. They didn't CGI that. Hmm. Probably easier to actually get the glass breaking right by building a model. Why are they standing there staring dumbly at it? Oh, the replicators, they're not quite... Oh, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Elizabeth's not going to be happy, wasn't her office up there? Everything important was up there, really, except for the gear. That went well. Really? <laughs> that was the plan, was it? Obviously some new definition of well with which I am unfamiliar. <laughs> you got to wonder, if it can fly with the things retracted, Yeah. can it fly faster with them out? And they also house the uh, weapons pods. Hmm. There must be some benefit to it. It must be the shield which shapes itself to the air resistance then, because otherwise you're going to get massively increased drag when those things come out. Well, I think if you can generate an energy shield around the ship, you can modify it so it, you know, creates a perfect wedge. Special appearance, by Which means extra money. Yes. Yes, sir. I have to assume Shepard heard my message and chose to ignore it. There's no way to be 100% certain, sir. He heard me all right. They're already in Pegasus doing goodness knows what. <laughs> nag, nag, nag. <laughs> they made the joke, that's exactly what Martin's missus is like when they're watching a movie. Why should I know more than you do, hmm. Walter? Why did I have to be on shift? I have my standing orders and I'm damn well going to follow them. Who's Panu? I'll point him out to you. Okay. Have Dr. Lee report to my office. Yes, sir. Yes, I don't think I don't think he wants to talk about World of Warcraft. <laughs> Good to be back, however, briefly. I feel like I'm going to be ill. Don't be. Don't worry, your turtles are still alive. Yeah, we turtles. That's convenient. I hope they planned a bit more than this. He knows we're here. We'll contact him again as soon as we get closer to the city. Well, that is going to be easier said than done. All those hits we took, it's going to be impossible for me to convert the shield back to a cloak. And by impossible, you mean... I mean not possible. What do you think I mean? Well, hopefully we took out the sensors when we blew the tower. Well, you said they could rebuild remarkably fast. How long before they restore critical systems? That was a couple of hours. It's the painting and redecorating. <laughs> if they want to, <laughs> they might say, sod this. <laughs> painting. Suddenly, McKay seems a lot more... Got him. Right where we left him. That's him. Who else would it be? True. <laughs> That's a good point. You threw another body out here. Seriously worrying. Swing around and pick him up. Watch yourselves for closing the bulkhead. Why didn't they pick him up? Who? The other replicators. Well, because he's frozen, he's not active. Dormant. Wasn't he strang wasn't he strangling her? That was after they'd all got blown up. And Sora and City got blown up, so there's nobody around to collect him. And of course, Naeem, played by John O'Callaghan, gets a guest spot. Not a very long one, it has to be said. We're fairly certain he's almost completely incapacitated. Is he dead? He's mostly dead. Besides, a choice. It's the key to our whole plan. All right, but if he even twitches, don't worry. Thank you. Got him. Close in the rear hatch. Take the seat. 
Yeah, because we want Carson flying. Because <laughs> Carson's so good at flying. Oh well, at least he bought some for them. The things actors do for money. <laughs> Just lie there while we sprinkle icing sugar on you. That's what I was thinking. I didn't watch part two. Did they mention icing sugar? No, they didn't. That's what it looks like. Okay. Okay, this is good. His power levels are minimal, but not too minimal. I'm fairly sure he doesn't have the juice to regain consciousness. Whoa. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fairly sure. Just load the program. What, does he have a, does he have a USB socket, or is it wireless? I'm going to say, <laughs> turn him over. Let me plug this in. <laughs> but we have lost all main sensors. We are trying to route all the telemetry through these terminals, but they were not designed to take on so many systems. That is for now. Ah, right. I, I was trying to not to ask an obvious question. Yes, he's playing Cetus, and his uh, compatriot is Talus, played by David McInnes. Why does Penel only have one name? I don't know. That's probably what his name is. Hmm. We would have detected them. They may be hiding where the sensors are inoperable. If we want to capture the ones who attacked us, we must first capture those they came for. Yes. Huh. Replicator military looks like the uh, ancient military. It does a bit. I think we're good to go. All right, I'll take us back. Why don't we do this from here? Do what from here? Render the replicators helpless, Rodney. Remember the plan? Of course I remember the plan. It's my plan. Uh, actually, using Neon was Elizabeth's plan. Thank you. Well, it's mostly my plan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Paul McKay. Put upon again, isn't he? That's still a precarious position. I don't care if they say he's dormant. Hmm. Yeah, you'd think they'd put him in some sort of status field or nothing else. Just chain him down to the floor. Good to be back home, huh? <laughs> There's no place like it. They actually wrote hmm, HMPH. That scene was stolen from the storm. Hmm. More of these night shots. I realized I was duped. You're in trouble. They were incredible. It was like a scene out of this thing. Calm I... down, Bill. That's not why I brought you in here. In my defense, this was obviously something they had planned for a long time. Forget about it. Calm down, Bill. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Do you know how much that cost? <laughs> we just finished building that. I'm aware of that. Because the American people don't. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, um, I, su I suppose if one were to detonate a Mark 9 at the Midway Station, that'd pretty much do it. I thought so. I'd like you to supervise the preparation of a Mark 9 to keep our options open. <laughs> I always like to go and requisition a Mark 9 nuclear weapon from stores. <laughs> they give you the funniest look. <laughs> wow. That is such a shame. Doctor, why are you still in my office? Uh, right. <laughs> we're on the clock <laughs> most of the scenes you see with uh, the general were added to this episode again filler material to Paddy tight a bit more alright about a mile out okay I'll start broadcasting the virus now but uh, we're going to need to get closer than that Brad Turner the director decided to do more of the short scenes as opposed to one big one on the subject of filler material Tesco have released a jar of spreadable custard cream filling. Oh, lovely. For your toast. It just struck me as odd. Right, now we've seen how good these drones are, yet now they can't hit a damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> You're expecting it to go boom, weren't you? That was good, though. <laughs> the energy shield just flaring as, as it obviously grazed the building. And the jumper actually looks like it's been souped up a bit. Looks pretty impressive. Like they've hot rodded it. 
That sounded like another explosion. Yes, yes it did. What does that mean? Something exploded. But is it Shepard attacking the replicators or the replicators attacking Shepard? We'll find out. The, the best way I can describe Richard at the minute is laconic. How did they even get here? Through the gate? I've been sitting next to you through the whole thing. Why do you think I have more information? He knows his character, Jack, and knows at this moment there's nothing they can do. So just sit down and wait. Uh, in all honesty, if Woolsey wasn't talking to him, he'd probably be asleep. <laughs> yes, he probably would do. Soldiers will get sleep whatever and whenever they can. There won't be much of a city left to save. We'll try to run the drones into your least favorite buildings. McKay! It should be working! Well, it's not working! Look, if I give him any more power, he'll wake up and kill us all! The dice morph. Right then. <laughs> Party time. <laughs> second. Explosion. Shields have been damaged. Alright, I've had enough. I got a different idea. All these CGI visual effects were done by the in-house department. Shows how far they've come in a year. Clearly spent more money on this one. Oh yes, that's going to head them off at the past. Shows have been damaged, do you think? Your lease buildings. <laughs> oh, that looks really expensive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's been well over 11 seconds. Yes, but you've been ignoring the dramatic element of suspense. Now there was a scene that was cut out where the replicators actually discussed why. Those drones didn't enter the water. They assumed that the puddle jumper had crashed, which does explain why we do see the drones entering the water at a later date. Is there an explanation to how the replicators can fire off the drones in the first place? Because don't you need the ancient gene to get them to work? Or is that my picking apart too much? I suspect that the replicators could replicate the hardware and bypass all that altogether. Okay. You know, pretty much like, oh look, my computer's got a security device on, but you could actually copy the entire contents of the drive and not even access it. Mm -hmm. Please don't be offended as I express my surprise that Landry would send you on a mission like this. <laughs> Wait for it, General. <laughs> so, am I to assume you're not surrounded by heavily armed SG teams and young strapping Marines? You've got Colonel Shepard, Ronan, Taylor, McKay, myself, and Dr. Beckett. Ooh, Dr. Beckett is... <laughs> This is acting. <laughs> Young strapping marines. He's probably even sitting on a cushion. Okay. Ready to open the lock. We've got a plan, sir. Good one. Yes, Colonel. I'm sure you do. But in the unlikely event you don't fail miserably, you're fired. <laughs> yes, sir. Look forward to that. <laughs> they have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> How many times has Jack been saved just by Tilk? <laughs> you know, you shouldn't be surprised that the Atlantis teams are no different. Uh -huh. That's on the record. If you succeed, however, you'll get a medal. <laughs> is it a plan or is it 12% of a plan? <laughs> I'm assuming you've seen that at this point. Okay, closing the outer door. Now, just have to pressurize the compartment and we are... Huh? The plan has derailed already. Uh oh. Yes, flashbacks for Rodney. <laughs> the water's not draining out. Yeah, an excellent observation. Thank you. It is, however, draining in. Oh, not again. The only problem they had with this is that the jumper set is not designed for water. 
so they couldn't actually show much water without damaging the physical structure. <laughs> and, and probably flooding the inside of it too. Yeah, this one trickle was the best they could do. <laughs> Things are getting worse. Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. What? I don't think I'm going to be able to open the outer door. Why not? I think it might be jammed. Might? Okay, is. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that. This part of the plan isn't going so well. Ah, there we go. They made sure they added plenty of bubbles to indicate the leak. Obviously, you can't see it inside. Nice use of bubbles. Yeah, but the water was clearly CG. Yes. Okay, I'll swim to it. Which is sealed from the other side. Yeah, of course it is. Perhaps General O'Neill can reach it. Good. Okay, give me half an hour to get Neem to the right power level so we can do this. We've got more than one fracture. We don't have that kind of time. General O'Neill, we're going to need a favor. You look at RDA, you know, mm. not walking as smoothly as he used to do. Years of uh, doing his own stunt work has caught up with him. Oh, yeah, his knees are destroyed. Yeah. And his back. And yet when they called him, you fancy doing a day shooting in the water tank? Yeah, no problem. Okay, slight problem here. What's that? Well, the level below is completely flooded, too. Ah. I, uh, couldn't convince you to take a swim today, could I? Now, this water tank was actually built on the set. Simple 4B4B6 tank under the floor. Don't call out to it. Shoot it. Understood. Anything that's not me is a replica. So don't hesitate. <coughs> you won't be gone long, will you? Uh, kind of depends on the temperature of the water. The full set was actually at the main water tank, off-site. What is a P90 going to do to a replicator? Tickle. Yeah. He <laughs> looks very ill at ease carrying that thing. What do I do once I get down there? It's a manual override. It should be in the center of the console. It'll be obvious once you get in there. All right. Good luck. Thank you. I would think for anybody watching this scene explores all our fears of getting trapped underwater. Yeah. The one thing you may not have noticed when you hear <laughs> when you hear Jack's eye, that wasn't actually Richard Dean Anderson. Oh. No. <laughs> they decided not to get him into ADR that's eye. That was actually done by I think it was probably Martin the writer who did that. I should have asked if the water was cold or not. Well when they filmed at this location before, this tank can be heated. That's good. Uh, the music is keeping pace with the tension as it rises. But you, you've got to love the great big handles. Mm. We haven't seen them anywhere else on the city. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all buttons, touchscreens, here we're analog. It's all this, thinks Jack. Better things to do on a wet and miserable Monday morning. Please point that gun elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Radio. Oh dear. <laughs> McKay, did you do it? You and I have very different ideas of what obvious is. I've never seen it before. There are dozens of controls down there I wouldn't even know how to describe. Well, it's an emergency control. It should be among the most prominent. Painted red. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, gonna have words with McKay when this is done. He must be able to hold his breath for a while. Yeah. 
I mean, that ladder does look kind of out of place for Atlantis. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Seriously, those handles. That's a light switch. <laughs> Yikes. That oh, closes the dear. door. <laughs> <laughs> they said RDA did some fantastic underwater acting. <laughs> okay, that opens the door a bit. Yes, with added creak. None of this makes any sense whatsoever with what we know of ancient technology. It's just created for um, just some tension and... Yeah, it's dramatic effect. Mm -hmm. Of course, if you have RDA submerged in water, then you're going to make the most of it. Right, and he probably enjoyed the heck out of this, I would think. He loves the physicality. Well, yeah, like you say, it allows him to do all the action work without much drain on his body. <laughs> You can hold your breath a long time. You almost gave me a heart attack. <coughs> me too. <laughs> General, it sounded like you had the right control. Why did you stop? It's a dead man switch. I have to hold it in place. Mm. I had no idea. Really? <laughs> You're on a roll, aren't you, McKay? <laughs> he hates you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one more time. I was nervous for him just watching this, you know, the whole being trapped underwater and... Yeah. What they were very careful to avoid was the camera pointing up where the water level is about a foot above his head. <laughs> it was filmed really good, though. He's doing it. He's almost got it. Martin, in the commentary, says he always tries to get a water episode in every season. He really does like this sort of thing. And if he keeps asking sooner or later, they forget to say no. <laughs> it adds about $100,000 to the production of an episode. That's a big price tag. Yeah, that's probably just water tank facility. Wolsey? Wolsey, come in! Something's wrong. <laughs> yes, you stay there, McKay. <laughs> With the replicator. Okay, you stay here and reprogram Neo. We're gonna go meet General O'Neill Wolsey, alright? We'll wait for you, okay? Woo! Yeah! Says. Don't move. Oh dear. <laughs> Don't move. <laughs> okay, boys. Oh, look, it's the cell. Where are the others? The one cell Atlantis possesses. <laughs> what? Others. Martin Wood actually filmed most of that underwater sequence. Brad Turner had done principal photography and left to shoot something else in Los Angeles. They've been captured? Yeah, looks like. Which means their minds we probe for information any minute now. Okay. Fire up that virus. I am working as fast as I can. The replicators have O'Neill and Wolsey. Unfortunately, that information can't make me work any faster. <laughs> Your life may depend upon it, McKay. <laughs> What were you doing in the flooded sections of the city? The backstroke. <laughs> what are you planning? Well, I was planning to retire. But, man, is that overrated? I mean, it's not like I'm a workaholic or anything, but, you know, I, I like to stay active with the community. It's, it's a health. Virtually all of this is RDA's own improvised mm -hmm. ramblings. Basically, his own thoughts for the last couple of years off filming. 
<laughs> they said when you write a script for RDA, he's either gonna speak the words or make up his own or do something totally different. Oh dear. Peaceful. <laughs> yeah. What you doing? Probing your mind. Kind of roomy, ain't it? Yeah. This is the gate room with the practical puddle in the background. It's not the first time I've had a hand in my head, as it were. <laughs> if you do not give me what I'm looking for, I'm sure Richard Wolsey will. I'll tell you what. You look around, and I'll tell you if you're getting warmer or colder, right? Yes, unfortunately, you're probably right. There it is. <laughs> okay, who talked? Richard? <laughs> Hot, I guess. <laughs> that was the worst thing I've ever experienced. It gets worse. Oh dear. <laughs> That's comforting to know. Okay, if I... Man, not a lot of return. No. Yeah, okay, yes. Stand by. I've got his power levels about as high as I'm comfortable with. I'm gonna try to get him to... Don't turn your back on him, Rodney. I wouldn't. You've been warned about tampering with our base code, Doctor. You won't get a second chance. <laughs> when you know somebody's behind you. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, well, so much for that, I guess, boss. <laughs> Fall back to the jumper. We're going to need a new plan. <laughs> nice gig for while it lasted. Yeah, yeah. You got to lie on the uh, comfortable, tall metal deck. <laughs> Made out of wood. Again, this plan is not going well. Hmm. He just came to life. They must have got to O'Neill and Woolsey. O'Neill would have never given us away. Obviously, their minds were probed. No, they know we're here and how we got in. Which is how they were able to reactivate Nam, which pretty much screws plan A. There's one thing that Brad Turner, the director, wasn't totally happy about. There were a lot of scenes that had the full cast on. Makes it very complicated to the coverage and the blocking, very time-consuming. Very rare when you see everybody on screen at the same time. Well, normally I would share your run-and-gun enthusiasm, but these weapons are only going to work for so long before they manage to identify the frequency they use to disrupt the bonds that hold the replicators together. Yeah. What do you say? They build up an immunity. <laughs> exactly. Ron keeps it simple. Because they would be unable to communicate with each other while we were blasting them. But the more we shoot, the greater the likelihood these weapons are going to become ineffective. Okay, so what are our options? I just gave you one. We'll call that Plan B. Yes, they're not Borg, are they? Of course they're not Borg. I've heard this explanation before somewhere. I don't know where. <laughs> Although these guns do look better. I was going to suggest that anyway. Why? What are you thinking? We far outnumber them. If we conduct a search, we will be able to locate them more effectively once repairs are complete. The damage was severe. We had to dismantle our ship to provide the raw materials. Once repaired, Atlantis will be all the ship we need. Now, you wouldn't think the command structure would have room for debate like this. Hmm. There will be one person in charge, and you do what he says, like with Oberon. Yeah, exactly. Where does Anderson get to... Because he's the general. So he gets the bench. Yes. <laughs> hey, thanks for the rescue. Oh, hey, uh, no problem. No, you should be saying thanks for the rescue. Oh, uh, right. Thanks. And as always... Who the hell designed this prison cell? And why has everything got rough edges? Mm. Why? And look at the fittings, there's gaps. This was not machined well. Mm -hmm. Maybe other prisoners have chewed on the bars. <laughs> <laughs> I 
as I said, even when it comes to film it, half the time the actors are at eye level with the bars. <laughs> they have to bend down or raise the cameras up or something. It's just a badly designed set. How about season C4, if you catch my drift? That slightly worries him. <laughs> Let's just say that we're concerned the Daedalus won't be able to carry out your standing orders. What? Yeah, I, I'm sorry, I can't get you out of here with my iPad. <laughs> not happy. The general is not happy. Richard likes C4. <laughs> that way when the replicators try to activate the shield, the C4 detonates. The Daedalus beams a warhead into the city, and we all get vaporized. That sounds more like a plan F, doesn't it? As in, we are totally... <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, lads. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> you can't even open this door. Hey, I'm working on it. Yes, I see that. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Plan F. This was so much fun first time around when you didn't know what the hell was going on. Oh, I mean, I guess most of it. What, you filled in the rest? I thought I would have time to get them out of here. Look, just forget what I said. Shepard, get out of here while you still can. That's an order. Sorry, it has to be this way. Yeah, I get it. Go. <laughs> this is good leading and misdirecting yeah there was a question with the writers that it'd make Jack look a bit too stupid not realising something was going on and that line I understand get out is kind of a nod to the fact that he has figured out something is going on and the benefit of course he knows no matter what Woolsey will always break first so he doesn't have to keep a secret just keep it long enough we're receiving a subspace data burst via midway in the alpha site Daedalus is holding station at their failsafe point and awaiting your order. Reply to Colonel Caldwell that General O'Neill's order stands. Atlantis is to be destroyed at all costs. Yes, sir. Yeah, it will be quite expensive. <laughs> Ooh, shiny. Yeah, so the tower's virtually rebuilt, just that one little hole at the top now. That's the sun deck. Yes, always a silver lining, isn't there? No matter what. And of course, they've now got a number of new new shots to open scenes with. Perfect. Now let's find some place out of the way and wait for this thing to be over. Replicators do good work. Actually, if, if they weren't for the fact that the homicidal killing machines, they'd be useful to have around. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Since they are homicidal killing machines, we can let them loose in the Senate and Congress. I mean, who's going to miss those people? Probably only replicating to them and to take over. I don't think the replicators could possibly be any worse than the people out there now. Okay, that should do it. One more to go. And it's all over but the crying. Hopefully them, not us. Coming. Yes. What the hell? The city is fixed. No wonder they weren't coming after us. I mean, busy repairing the city. What is that? They brought those FPMs to power the star drive. So that sound is... City about to take off. What about the hole? No, oh, they've got a shield. I like that black tower. Looks a bit out of place, but <laughs> I quite like it. Time to start crying. I don't have to activate the shield to take off all day. We got most of their emitters. Yeah, most ain't gonna cut it. For this plan to work, it is all or nothing. What do they want to fly around for? I think they want to fly home, back to their home world. <sighs> take on the Daedalus. Well, how are we gonna stop them? Well, I... If the show would have went on, there been so much they could have done with the city. I mean, we only saw a fraction of what was there. Oh, that was one of the premises when the show began, isn't it? We've got a whole city. Hard to imagine how big it is when you see the Daedalus land on it. But so much has been unexplored. You want me to do what? Just do what I say. All right, I'll give it a try. But no apologies if I happen to destroy the entire bloody city. Star Drive, Carson. Concentrate on the Star Drive. Right. 
I tell you, you may have to fight your way in. I'm ready, Colonel. Use your ARG sparingly. They may build up an immunity. We may have to go to plan B. Okay. Which one's that again? Oh, God. Beckett firing drone. Because <laughs> that went so well last time. <laughs> nice little water feature. Even Beckett's concerned. Clear. Thank you, dear. Hurry. The Star Drive. Probably the highest concentration of energy in the city, and you want to ram a drone into it. And possibly destroy and short out most of the ZPMs in the process. Yeah, if they destroy the Star Drive, who's going to be around to fix it? What are they doing? Well, where to go, Taylor? Mm -hmm. that, was that was very wrong, then, like, then send more people. Can't they replicate more? They should have a never-ending supply of people. Do these drones always come in threes? Yeah, maybe. And this is what they pointed out. Mm. The young audience these days, their attention span is so short, they'd forget that the drones can't go in water. Explosions. Yes, off-green. How cheap is that? They've hit the star drive. Search and destroy team is on the way to the chair room now. Make sure they understand. We need them alive. Why? This was your fault, wasn't it? <laughs> Back in! Oh, one down. <gasps> okay, lads. Easy. <laughs> Easy. The only reason they're not shooting you is that they don't want to carry you. <laughs> they're probably looking down at the wreckage. Oh, I knew him. Well, you figure... Why doesn't Ronan have one of the other guns? You'll find that. You want Miles? Well, the record means that even if they get blown up, they could download and then get a new body or something. No, you're thinking VSG. Yeah, I wonder if the individual consciousness is tied to the block. So once it's gone, it's gone. If they want to... And no doubt they could clone themselves. Mm-hmm. Perhaps they have to take a human template to make a new replicator. I guess there's more than one cell. The shield effect on the cell. They said it looked cool, but ultimately a total waste of money. Mm. Bring the prisoners on the other cell. Ah, everyone okay? So far? I'll be fine. Why are we dead yet? Probably saving us for a little recreational mind probing. Did everyone get the... Uh... Oh, we completed our task. So did we. Minute of time. You? Yeah, just under the wire. We brought you... We haven't brought you from another room because we took you out this cell to put them in it. <laughs> you know, we have separate cells, honestly. Did you really think you'd be able to stop us? No, of course we did. Why else would we be here? Colonel? Am I going to have to fire you? <laughs> Again. No, sir. I think you'll have that to look forward to when we get back. I'm afraid your plan has been discovered, Colonel Shepard. It is over. Everybody looks at Woolsey. Yeah. He put his hand in my forehead. How can you resist that? Well, I like to close my eyes and think of England. England? Really? <laughs> All of your C4 has been removed from the emitters. I'm afraid they won't be destroyed when the Daedalus arrives. Which should be in any moment. Your plan has failed. RDA actually went to Martin Gero's office and said, Do you write this? <laughs> It was originally the staple Marshmallow Man. <laughs> and he said, oh, where's that from? Ghostbusters. He's a 20-year-old movie. So they ended up changing it because they didn't think it had any practical relevance with the modern audience. I think a lot of us would get that reference. Yeah, sci-fi fans would have got the reference. Right, 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 right. The Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah. If they'd had wavery lines, that would have been it. <laughs> well, so are we. Sarcastic, even. Come on. I was going to suggest that anyway. Why? What are you thinking? 
If we're gonna destroy these guys using replicated disruptors, we have to hit them all at once. We'll probably only get a dozen or so shots off before they manage to figure out the frequency. So what, you gonna get them all to stand in one place at the same time? Clever, yes. Or we could figure out a way to send one massive blast through the city. Look, follow me. There you go, Alan. They took the core element of the rifles and used them in the shields. Hmm. They're probably fortunate that the replicators didn't question the fact that they stopped using those weapons. Hmm. Shield emitters, we should be able to trigger a massive anti-replicator wave throughout the city. Okay, that's where splitting into teams comes in. Exactly. Now, I need to show you how to do this, so listen carefully. Hmm. I mean, that's clever, really. If they think they're looking for the C4 sabotage attempt, they're not going to actually look at the control crystals. Mm -mm. Clear on that? Great. Found to find one of our groups working on the shield emitters. I already thought of that. That's what the C4 is for. We blow them up? No, we feed them misinformation. All right. Would you guys made all your alterations, avoid using your shiny new toys, even if that means getting caught. Okay? Woolsey, he doesn't know about the second part of the plan, so that's fine. Yeah, like I said, it was a clever way of leading and misdirecting. Yeah. <laughs> Making full use of the fact that Woolsey's going to be easy to read. Mm. And using that to your advantage. General O'Neill didn't buy it, but I think Wolsey did. Well, I did win a serious drama festival award when I was a kid. Could have made it a career if I wanted to. Wish you would have. <laughs> Rather nasty. <laughs> we need to get to the shield emitter stations. Remove the C4 explosive you find there. And just like the ancients before them. Yeah. Don't fear a thing. Talus, the Daedalus is approaching the planet. As expected. Activate the shield. They've grown complete. Yeah. There they go. <laughs> Wait, how are they going to get over the town now? Well, that's one thing McKay can do. Ha! It worked! I can't believe it worked. Rodney, amazing. Well, it was, it was a group effort. A group effort? <laughs> you guys stay here a sec. Excuse me, but what just happened? Yes, explain it to us. <laughs> I knew that. You knew? Well, I've seen Carter crack enough codes to know that McKay was faking the door thing. He was? I bought it completely. I believe that was the point. <laughs> Wait a minute, you, you used me? You're alive, and you're welcome. Uh, we're clear. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You see, Richard, you were good for something. Oh, Paul Woolsey. Aww. <laughs> A patsy. That's what you were. Sir, I have an incoming message from Atlantis. Atlantis? Is it replicators? No, sir. It has Colonel Shepard's authentication code. How did they know they didn't probe that from his mind? They don't. That's the problem. Oh, it is. Authentication code Alpha Delta Charlie 9 or 6. That code is no longer valid, Colonel. Hey, Caldwell. General Jack O'Neill here. That valid enough for you? Shouldn't be. Right. You may have been compromised, sir. That's why the IDC codes have been wiped. We're lowering the city's shield, Stephen. Or else I can just nuke you, as my orders say. Yes. Then wipe the records of all this communication. <laughs> ah, the Putin approach. Yeah. So, should be an interesting explanation. Beautiful view of the city. The sun setting or rising behind all the towers. So, her office is a bit bare. Mm. <laughs> Martin was relieved that all the ornaments in her office had gone and been blown up. And then somebody pointed out, no, 
She packed them up and she will be bringing them back next week. <laughs> Your prop guy's going to be busy again. Yeah, he's got a personal grudge against how much decoration she's got in her office. <laughs> Do you check out okay? Apparently I don't have any little tiny robots floating in my bloodstream, which is always nice to hear. Hmm, that it is. <laughs> so what now? Oh, I jump a ride home to the SGC, followed by a hot shower, followed by a hot toddy. I was thinking by... a little more selfishly. <laughs> oh, yes. What are the chances of my team staying here in Atlantis? Surely that's a given. <laughs> Elizabeth, if it were up to me, It is I'd... up to you. <laughs> Damn. Right. <laughs> yes, give the woman what she wants. What harm is it? <laughs> You're probably still going to have to get the rubber stamp from the IOA, but since you saved Woolsey's ass and you did a fair job on mine... <laughs> yes. Well, I think I speak for all of us when I say thank you very much. Hey, you came back to rescue me. <laughs> yes, we did. Of course, next time, consider bringing Carter with you. Okay, not too smug. <laughs> oh, a hug. He's really not happy with the whole hug thing. No. Well... It wasn't originally scripted either. O'Neill's not happy with the hug. ODA seemed to enjoy it. <laughs> I have to get my red t-shirts out of the box. <laughs> Sunset shot. And that was The Return Parts 1 and 2. Yes. You wouldn't have thought we'd have got a happy ending halfway through. It didn't look too good for the Atlantis and the team. If we got a, end, a happy ending halfway through, we wouldn't have much point in part two. Quite right. But when you start getting to plan A, plan B, plan C... Plan F. <laughs> even, yeah, even plan F, you start worrying, don't you? Indeed. This is a treat with Richard Dean Anderson and Woolsey interacting together. Yeah, those two together were fantastic. Mm -hmm. No question at all. Two absolute pros. As we've said in previous episodes, when Richard Dean Anderson showed an interest in coming back to the franchise, they made the decision, because of time constraints on SG-1 that it would be better used on Atlantis. And I think the show has benefited greatly. Oh, yeah, no doubt. You know, your mid-season finale, then your conclusion to that, you got Richard Dean Anderson in both of them. For the Sci-Fi Channel, that must have been fantastic to get to. That's how you market a show. And they make good use of him, they didn't just waste him. I mean, he was very pivotal in the whole plot. Would have been a waste if he'd have been behind a desk or something. Mm -hmm. As we said, the whole underwater sequence, that probably allowed him to do all the, the action stuff without putting too much strain on his body. The only simple question was, can you hold your breath long enough to get seen without having to jump up for air? Right. Also shows who's got the real hair still as well. There you go. <laughs> yeah, when, when he saw Jim Kirk in uh, Star Trek Four, you think, hang on a minute, <laughs> that doesn't look quite right. Yeah, it puts some extra glue there. <laughs> Overall, though, those were two excellent episodes. Indeed. Martin Garrow, the writer of this episode, he wrote two episodes of SG-1, 26 of Atlantis and a single episode of Stargate Universe, as well as writing The LA Complex, Bored to Death and The Home Show. Brad Turner, the director, he worked on eight episodes of SG-1 and six of Atlantis, as well as being Emmy Award winning for 24, also working on Psych, Helix, Hawaii Five-O, Bitten and the current series Legends. Okay then, folks, that was The Return. Next week, we will be watching Line in the Sand, which, if everything goes according to plan, Brad will be joining us after his quite a long break from the show. For Brad. For Brad, mm -hmm. yes. Hello, Brad. On the next Stargate SG-1. 
Sam, we got fighters circling. How are you coming with that disappearing act? Sam tries to hide a village from the Ori, but fails. All those who oppose the Ori shall perish. Now there's no escape. Kill the rest. For the villagers. He decreed that the village will be destroyed if your friends do not show themselves. Or the team. You have to face the fact I'm going to die here. On the next Stargate SG-1. Okay, Miles, thank you very much for joining us. We've had a few uh, few problems getting everything sorted, but all done now. Yeah, th- hey guys, it was a blast hanging out with you and watching some uh, Stargate Atlantis. Thanks for having me. Lovely. If people want to listen to you or get in contact with you? Easiest way, look for us the Sci-Fi Diner podcast, our main website, scifidinerpodcast.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and probably other podcast catchers. We have a Facebook page also. We have good discussion going on of all the, all the things we're watching there. Check us out. We have some past interviews of other Stargate alumni, and we're always hoping to get more. Yep, I can highly recommend the Sci-Fi Diner. I've been listening to it now for a few years. Lots of features, interviews, competitions. Thank you. No problem. Okay then, folks, that was The Return. Next week, Line in the Sand. Hope you can join us for that. But until then, I've been Mike. I've been Alan. I've been Miles. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you all later. (laughs) (laughs) You've been listening to The Gatecast hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Stargate forever.